Oh, saints be praised. Top of the morning to you, folks. This is episode 95 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting next to me is always my pal, Quincy. Why the hell the Irish accent? Well, because uh, we're actually recording in the morning. Um, a lot of times we've been recording late at night, so I felt like a, a saints be praised, top of the morning to you. Felt appropriate. Okay, we'll for a morning time uh, <laughs> recording. Slightly racist, but you know I'll let it slide. Oh, it's all good fun, man. Mm-hmm. Until someone's reporting us for racism <laughs> on iTunes. <sighs> but go on, man. What are we here for? Oh, man. Well, our last episode we talked about the trade deadline, um, Astros, and what you know potential moves they could make. Or were we way off on any of our predictions? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I mean, to an extent. I mean, we. I think you said we weren't going to get Harper, and you were right. But I think we both had a feeling that we would at least make an effort for it. And it, it seemed like Washington decided to pull him off the table, and we didn't really – or it wasn't known if we had expressed interest or, or even – uh, made that call to, to at least inquire about him. So in that regard, I feel like we were both way off because <clears throat> there there really wasn't any. At the end of the day, there, he just it wasn't going to happen. He wasn't going to get moved anywhere, and um, so instead of trying to make one big splash, we we made a somewhat bigger splash, at least in the eyes of uh, the media and the fans. Um, and anybody with any goddamn sense would tell you it wasn't the kind of splash you want to make. Mm. And uh, we we technically by skill got bullpen help, but at what cost? It was it was a pretty big cost, a pretty big price we had to pay to get that help or to get that potential talent. I feel like you're dancing around it. Nashville traded for uh, Roberto Osuna. Yeah. Well, you know more about him, I think. I feel like. Don't put me with the with the abuser. He's um, today is the fifth. I think it's the last. I think the last day of his suspension. He's eligible today. Yeah, he um, was suspended seventy five games by MLB for uh, domestic violence. Yeah, yeah. He's accused of beating his girlfriend. Now, where do you want to start? I don't know, man. Where I mean, where do you start? I mean, do you look? I feel like you really can't talk about the talent because it's you know. I think if if you talk about how good he can be or how he how good he has been in the past, it kind of you're kind of uh, glancing over the big the big issue like. And I'll be honest with you, I did not come over here today and hit record on this computer to talk about his talent and what he can do on the field. Because I can give a damn about that. I I'm mean, talking about what what he did. He, we'll, We will never know the entire story sure. because of how Canadian law works. One other way the Canadians are better than us in America. When it comes to issues of domestic violence, they don't release that information to protect the victim. So we're never going to, unless Asuna comes forward and tells what happened, which is unlikely. Right. We're never going to know what exactly happened. 
So at worst, he slapped his girlfriend around while drinking because they found alcohol in the system. At best, and this is terribly, at best he slapped her around one time. At worst, he beat the shit out of her. Yeah. There's no, there's no, no, there's no good situation here. So, um, this came out um, during the off season. And at best, he's guilty in the court of public opinion. Yeah. And Here's at worst, what? he's he's actually guilty. He's like he, legitimately he's guilty. guilty because MLB did their did their investigation. I'm pretty sure they got information from the Canadians um, when uh, uh, Chapman. Foreign pitcher, uh, relief pitcher for the Yankees. When he got suspended, how many games did he get? Thirty. I don't. I think so. I, I actually, well, I'll look it up. They gave Asuna seventy-five games, which means they know this is terrible. They know how bad it is and how bad it would look if it got out. So, so right off the bat, people, I'm tired of. I've seen people online talk about, oh, it was just a mistake. Can't you get over? It's like, no, it's not a fucking mistake. A mistake is leaving your wallet at home. A mistake is accidentally, you know, uh, when you come into your house and leave your keys in the door. That's a mistake. You beat a woman? That's not a mistake. That's an active choice that you made. It just sickened me that there's so many men. Listen, this isn't a. Uh, this is not a human problem. This is a man, men problem. There's so many men online and in person that'll tell you it's not a big deal. It's just a mistake. If you, if that's how you feel, I feel like you are the next in line to be beating a woman. If you just see that as a mistake. Yeah, I mean, it's just unfathomable that. This is still a problem, man. That this is a problem. That this is a problem at all. I mean, it's just I I don't know how to, to I really don't know how to talk about it, man. Because it's it's un, like it's uncomfortable, obviously, and you know you know hey, that's whatever because it has to be talked about. But it's like what. What do you do? Like, why do you? Man, I, I'm sorry. I, I really just don't have any words to. It's one of the, when you talk about it being uncomfortable. That's the same reaction I get from people of the Caucasian persuasion when I say we need to talk about race. I'm like, oh, it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. We should talk about. It. No, we need to talk about. It. Right, like, right. The only way you're gonna fix a problem is talk about. It. You can't pretend that racism doesn't exist. You can't. Re- Pretend that domestic violence doesn't exist. So, you, er, people, especially men, need to get out of their comfort zone and ex- explain how the hell does a this shit keep happening, and why do we keep covering it up? Why do we keep letting men get away with this shit? I agree. I, I don't. That's the thing. I don't have the answer to that. I don't because it's so it's so baffling to me that we're still having this problem. Now understand, I'm not one of those hard line. You fuck up one time, I'm gonna be on you forever. I believe in redemption, but I believe that in order to get redemption, you have to prove that you've changed. Mm-hmm. And my, the greatest example I've ever seen is Michael Vick. He wasn't part of a dog fighting ring. Got caught, lost all his money, lost his job, went to jail for two years. When he got out of jail, 
he made a, an active decision to change his life around. He he went around at the schools, talked to kids about how dog fighting is wrong; it shouldn't been done. He actively, you know, he spends time and money, uh, uh, basically being a better person, an activist for for um, for dogs now, and he changed his life around. So like that, you can be forgiven for. If Asuna comes out and he, you know, has a press conference where he stands up there and he admits what he did and explains how he's going to be better and what he's going to do, like donate to a charity, donate his time, his money, and put his support behind things, then yeah, that's not, he's not 100% forgiven, but it's a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But if he just comes out, you know, and pretends like nothing happens and gets on the on the mound and pitches a baseball and, you know, just ignores this, right? Then I'm, I can't forgive him, and I can I completely understand that there are fans around Houston, around America right now that are like either a they're not following, they're basically gonna boo him every time he gets to the mound, or they're no longer following the Astros until he's off the team. And I completely understand that because if you if you know someone who has suffered at the hands of a as a an abuser right. or just a decent human being, this whole situation makes you sick to your stomach being an Astro fan. But see, even that is like I really I wasn't even aware that this guy was suspended for this reason. And the only reason why it comes up is because it, it affects my team. And that to me that feels like that feels selfish, if I can be honest, because it's like, had I known about this, man, you know, if people, you know, if, if everybody knew, if everybody knew what was going on, you know, that, that this guy had been suspended, then maybe this doesn't happen, but it felt like it caught, it caught our, it caught our fans off, it caught our fans by surprise, and now we're upset because it becomes our problem. But you know what? It should have been our problem, everybody's problem to begin with. Yeah, because I'm in the same boat with you. I completely forgot about the suspension and domestic violence until the trade happened. So now I feel like if I do feel outraged, why was I outraged six months ago when this first when this story first came out? When I wasn't aware of it. If I had been aware of it, you know, I'd feel more compelled to, to express my outrage. But just because it affects my team now, it feels kind of, it, it, it feels kind of hypocritical to, to want to all of a sudden jump on the bandwagon of, of oh you know how can we how could we, how dare we we bring this guy onto the team you know it, it's it's disgusting, even before he was close to being an Astro. When um, I'm going back to race relations, we were saying it doesn't matter when you get woke as long as you wake up. So it's the same thing with domestic violence. You need to wake up to it. Mm-hmm. If this is a thing that wakes you up to the problem, the real problems we have, if it was the Me Too movement, uh, if it was somebody beating up your sister, your mother, your aunt, whatever, whatever gets you to the point that you, that you give a shit about domestic violence and you want to stomp this shit out as a man, I'm, it's sad that it took us this long, but it's about fucking time. We, at least we're doing something. At least we're trying. So we we need to do more. 
and with that point, I mean, are we are we doing what we can? Are we doing? Are we are we really trying? And we're not. Uh, like I'm confident that I'll never hear a story like this involving you. I'm 100% confident. But it's like, what do we? Where do we go from here? How do we? How do you and I, you know, do our part? That's. I mean, our, I mean, obviously. I mean, the easiest thing is that you donate. Yeah. Um, there's a battle battle women shelter here in Houston. Uh, I'm trying to find the link to uh, where I put the podcast out so people can donate to that. Uh, but one of the things that we can do, that we need to do, and it's the simplest thing to do, is to check our friends. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times our friends be like, "Oh yeah, I was talking, I was with my girl, and she was talking too much, so I had to to shut the bitch up." Like, whoa, 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 whoa. You could have just said, I put a stop to that. It's like, hey, first off, stop yeah. calling women bitches. All right? Just just something small like that. Stop calling women bitches. Stop yeah. calling them females. Because anytime you see someone say females, that means they won't call them bitches. They're just too scared to do it. Like, no. Just call, call, call a woman what the fuck she wants to be called. How about that? And so we need to check our friends. Because this whole toxic masculinity thing... It starts, if we can do a grassroots thing where we just check our friends like, hey, you can't say that, hey, you can't do that, then it'll grow. But we need, we can't rely on, you know, someone, you know, like a president or whatever to do this. We have to do this as individual, as men. Every man in the America, the world, everywhere need to, needs to do this because we all do it. We all do our part. This won't be a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. The problem is our, there are people that don't... You got to raise your damn... You got to check your friends and make sure you raise your sons right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I mean... It's just... This whole situation is, is disgusting and... You know... Oh, I'm sorry. I want to It's so much bigger than whatever kind of distraction it's going to bring this team. I mean, because, look, we have to be real. I mean, a lot of fans are unhappy about it because not only just be, not only because it's disgusting, but also because they realize it's going to be a distraction to the team. And that's pretty selfish because it's just baseball. And, hey, you know, we never win another title again. Who cares? If it if it means we need to deal with this situation that has now become our problem as well, and going back, one other thing that we as men need to do: listen to women. Because I'm I guarantee you, like women in our lives have stories where they've been harassed and and just uh, just you know treated wrongly by my men. I mean, you have a younger sister. How old is she? Twenty-one. She's twenty-one. I guarantee you, she has some stories that she hasn't told you, and I'm sorry to say that, but, but I feel the same way about my mom and my grandma. You know, being black women, I'm sure they have stories of harassment and things like that. They just keep from me. Yeah. And that, that's, that's making me tear up right now. That's sad and like makes me want to, you know, burn down the world. Thinking about anybody doing that to my mom, and I. I'm sure you feel the same way about your mother and your sister. It's of like, course. It's like I would never want anybody else's 
anybody, any other woman to go through that, not just because it's someone else's, you know, mother, sister, aunt, cousin, whatever, because that's another human going through that shit. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent. You can tell, <laughs> you tell how I've been ready to talk about You're this. Fired up, I'm fired up. Uh, I'm sorry. What would you say about the team? I mean, <clears throat> look, this issue is, is bigger than the, than us winning another title, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, this issue is bigger than whether or not it's going to be a distraction the rest of the way, hurting our chances to win a title. Because, let's, like I said, we have to be honest... One of the reasons, not the only reason, but one of the reasons why people are so upset is because, hey, this is gonna hurt our. This could hurt our chances. It's gonna divide the clubhouse. It's gonna do this or that. It's gonna bring all this unwanted attention, and that's kind of crappy in my opinion. It's like it's our problem now, unfortunately. But you know what? Who cares? Who cares if it if we don't win a title over it? You know if. Especially if uh, this situation brings attention to it to, to, to improve things, to improve, you know, uh, to improve the culture. You know, if, if bringing this guy over caught, he drums up all this uh, attention and uh, spirit, I mean, it's got you talking and we don't win a title, then it's worth it. It's worth uh, not winning a title. You know, because... Like I said, ultimately this is a bigger situation than, than a baseball game. It's a, it's a bigger issue than, than a sporting event. And now we have to... It, it's, it is on, on the fan base of this team of of this city, you know, to do what we can to, to improve to, or to uh, to make things better, you know, to do our part, well, you know, to further bring awareness, to further educate, to further uh, punish even, you know, whatever we can, whatever we can, it, it's, it's our responsibility now. I would say we both worked for the Houston Astros. We both worked for the Houston Astros organization. We were both there during their 300 loss season. We were there when a pitcher choked out uh, the GM, yeah. Chacon versus who was that? Ed Wade. Ed Wade. Yeah. We've seen all all the. We've been there through all the downs in the last couple of years, and I can say. Without a shower dart, without you know any kind of, I have no doubt this is the most I've ever been ashamed of the of the Astros organization. It's hard to pick a, a more shameful moment. So you're right. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, what, so the Astros put out a statement from Jeff Lunau. I'm going to go through it okay. comment as I go, okay? We are excited to welcome Roberto Osuna to our team. Hmm. That's a baseball 
that's a baseball line. That's, that's a cliche. Yeah, that's a. You're looking at the talent. The due diligence by our front office was unprecedented. You know what else was unprecedented? The 75 game suspension he got for beating his girlfriend. Yeah. I continue. We are confident that Asuna is remorseful, has willingly complied with all consequences related to his past behavior, has proactively engaged in counseling, and will fully comply with our no zero tolerance policy related to abuse of any kind. So, after the statement came out where Luno said he was uh, resource remorseful, Asuna's lawyer came out and said that Asuna had no remorse of any kind. That's lawyer speak because if you say you're remorseful... means you did something. Yes. Which makes it hard for you to go into court and plead... Prove your innocence. Yeah, plead no, not guilty. So it wasn't even 48 hours and that statement right there just got all fucked up. Yeah. Because there are things you can say, but there are things you can't lawyers say. And that was one of them. Uh, going on. Oh, going back. We'll fully comply with our zero tolerance policy. This is my biggest issue in this entire statement. How do you, you can't guarantee that. No, how can you say you have zero tolerance for domestic violence and then bring a guy who is, bring in a guy who's still serving his suspension for domestic violence? Do you mean zero to tolerance as long as they're not in an Astro uniform? Is that what we're talking about? Is zero toler tolerance as long as it doesn't happen under your watch? See, because if that's true, that's bullshit. And that's where the zero tolerance should be in place league-wide. And it's zero tolerance. You saw what happened to uh, with, uh, the foreign pitcher, uh, Danry Va Vasquez, when the pitcher came out of him beating his girlfriend in the stairwell? Oh, it wasn't just a picture. It was. I mean, the video. video I'm sorry. Uh, they got rid of him like that day or mm -hmm. the next day. They got rid of Julio Lugo right away. Mm -hmm. And I remember Justin Verlander and Lance McCullers coming out on Twitter, basically giving that guy the middle finger and telling him, telling him to keep on seven. Mm -hmm. So how can you bring a guy who, again, served the longest suspension ever for domestic violence into this clubhouse and think everything's going to be hunky-dory. See, that's... Uh, that's, that's, a, that's baseball talk, though. Because, you know what? It shouldn't... We shouldn't care about that because as long as these guys are sticking to their guns... And are never going to shy away from their displeasure. That's what's important. I just wish that they would come out with a truthful statement. We got this guy because he thought he could help us win another World Series. Right. He's, he's when he pitches, he's one of the great relief pitchers, and we got him at a discount because of this domestic violence. Yeah, I mean... I'd, I'd rather you just come out and be honest with me than give me this bullshit statement where, you, where you're where you lying in your statement. 
You can't have zero tolerance for domestic violence and then trade a guy who's beating up his girlfriend. You just can't fucking do it. And yes, I'm going to keep saying beating up his girlfriend because I want people to get that point. He beat his girlfriend. And I I know we're never going to know what happened. But remember, Chapman fired gun, fired a gun at his girlfriend and only got, what, 30 games? Yeah, 30 games. Oh, I, I okay. did look that up earlier. I did, you were on, on a roll and I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> oh, so he shot at his girlfriend and only got 30 games. God. What the hell do you think this did? This guy did to get 75 games? You did your due diligence, my ass, man. The worst thing that could ever happen is if someone in MLB offices leaks what happened. Yeah, and man, it's a it's a baseball. I, I hate asking it as a baseball question, but it's like you know, you're gonna ask all the baseball questions once my anger has fully dissipated. Well, I look at it more as a baseball question than a, a social issue question mm-hmm. or type of. But it's like the due diligence they did. I mean. They obviously made this trade because they were confident that this is like the that he wasn't he wasn't going to miss any more time than he was already scheduled to. Mm-hmm. So that's that's gross. It's like, well, we've made sure that either drop charges going to be dropped or he's gonna. You know, whatever the whatever the the scenario, the outcome, possible outcomes there are, they were confident enough that this guy wasn't going to miss any more than seventy five games, mm-hmm. and that's just gross, man. Like, you were like, okay, well, he's he's served seventy five games. Whatever happened between those two. It, it wasn't. It obviously isn't enough for him to miss more than seventy-five games. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and bring him in. Yeah. So, you know, it's just <sighs> gross. That's all I can say about that, man. That you know they they made a baseball decision. They put a baseball decision ahead of a moral decision. A moral decision. Yeah. And the messed up thing is they didn't even need him. They brought in Ryan Presley. Mm-hmm. And even if you said, okay, we can't trust uh, Ken Giles anymore, you could have left him at AAA and had, uh, what's his name, Hector Rendon clothes. Or call him a Q clothes. Or bring up, um, what's the guy, uh, Perez? Yeah, bring him back. Bring Well, I think he's back up now. CML Perez? Yeah, he's back up now because uh, who's on, the, someone went on the disabled list. doesn't really matter right now. But... You didn't. Your bullpen is one of the best in the majors. It's top five uh, by Fangraphs. War. You didn't really need to bring this guy in, right? Uh, uh, back to the statement. We're almost done. Roberto has some great examples of character in our existing clubhouse that we believe will help him as he and his family establish a fresh start. And he continues with the Houston Astros. We look forward to Asuna's contributions as we head into the back half of the season. So, 
I was about to rant because I thought this uh, the sentence said he had some great examples of character. Like they were talking about him. Mm. I was about to right. I was about to lose my mind. But I kept reading like, oh, in the cup. I was, I was like, woo, woo, no, no, Jeff, no. you were about to get it. But yeah, there, there are some guys in the clubhouse. We've seen they have great character. Like I said earlier, when it comes to domestic violence, Lance McCullers and uh, Justin Verlander. So how are they going to take this this guy coming into their clubhouse? Well, and not just this. How the hell did you have this guy come to your clubhouse? No doubt he's going to speak to you, and then you go home and try to explain to your wife if you're Justin Upton, your pregnant wife who may be giving birth to your daughter, who might be Justin Verlander. Uh, Justin Verlander. Yeah, going home to Kate. Is she still Upton? Kate Upton? She's Kate Upton. He's Justin Berlin. Oh, I'm sorry. But you go home to your wife and you explain this to her. I don't know. And he's down in um, Double A right now. Korea. He's playing with Korea. So how fun is that conversation going to be between Korea and his fiance? Well, they need to have that soon because he was quoted... Chronicle mm-hmm. just yes Friday speaking of the Chronicle the Chronicle has the worst website for any major publication that we've ever seen the two 2017 All-Stars joined class AA affiliate Corpus Christi this week on assignment on assignment for a four game series against Frisco and Correa said Osuna has been a great teammate thus far despite domestic abuse allegations looming over the pitcher this summer the short time I've been here with him He's been a great teammate, Correa said. I've talked to him the last, the last two days he's been here, and he seems like a great person, too. Wow. And that's the face of your franchise. That is the face of your franchise coming out and uh, saying that. Uh, they are better actors than me. I can't say better people, but they're better actors than me because I had a microphone in my face asking me what I thought about them. The words would not, the rant would be a coming. What do you think about soon? Don't know. Don't fuck with them. Yeah. You know, um,. But if I can talk for, speak for myself, yeah, go ahead. I've taken is, up most of the podcast. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but I'm I'm saying for myself, like my own mm-hmm. opinions or my own, you know, that I feel like only affect me. This is a, this is another reason why I don't put nearly as much stock into idolizing athletes putting athletes on pedestals, putting anybody on a pedestal, mm-hmm. athletes, any kind of entertainer, politicians, whoever, you know, any public figure. I don't put any, I've never had a hero, uh, you know, I didn't grow up and, you know, Jeff Bagwell wasn't my hero as a, as a kid watching baseball or Craig Biggio wasn't, wasn't my hero. And look, to Biggio's credit, Biggio's a really good guy. Bagwell is, 
interesting, you know, if you kind of delve deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many, so many people out there, parents or whatever. And, and look, I can't speak to that because I'm not a parent. But I can only speak to my experience was that, you know, I wasn't raised to see that see that guy on television. Mm. You know, little Anthony. You see see that guy hitting those home runs, or you see that guy slam dunking that basketball or scoring the touchdown or that actor on television that's who you want to you want to emulate and aspire to be because at the end of the day what you see on TV isn't necessarily what you get in real life Mm -hmm. and I've worked and then I had the opportunity to work for a company like the Astros and, and I'm not saying that I saw or ever encountered you know uh, these these terrible personalities, but you kind of get a sense that if you're if you're making millions of dollars, you can get you're anything. a big shot. You can get whatever you want. You don't really have to. You you put a smile on the face for the camera. Mm-hmm. Put a smile on your face for the appearances. And, and and but when you go home, you go home and you enjoy your money. You enjoy your freedom. You enjoy your privilege. And that's it, you know, and, and you don't have to live up to anybody's standards, you know, because why should you? You make all this money. You don't have to worry about fending for yourself after that. So that's why I've never idolized these types of people, you know, athletes, musicians, actors, politicians, um, authors, whoever, you know. Mm-hmm. Because you might, without even because they say don't meet your heroes in person because you might get more likely you'll you'll get you'll be disappointed. But we're seeing more and more every day. You don't even have to meet your heroes to be disappointed. You know, you could see. You turn on the television. You open the newspaper. Well, twenty years ago, you open the newspaper. <laughs> Damn millennials and their newspapers. Okay. You open up the laptop, mm-hmm. and you go on the Chronicle website or whatever website, and you see stuff like this happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I'm not gonna put my faith or or trust or heart into someone who. And I'm not saying I'm a perfect person, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put someone on a pedestal who's not better than me. And in that regard, no the you know, we're not we shouldn't view each other as better than you know, than one another. Because we all make mistakes and we all have our flaws. And Sometimes we're just terrible people, and you just in, until until it comes out. Why put your why put any stock into someone that in two years you're gonna find out is a terrible guy, you know, or whatever. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you know that that's just how I feel about it. Like I'm I'm you know it all it all makes me sick when you when you hear about this stuff 
and it just it reaffirms my decision or, or it reinforces my decision that I that I feel like I made the right decision and not growing up idolizing idolizing these people because it helps I can sleep better at night you know and and I'm not saying but again that sounds preachy on my part I don't want to be preachy but uh, just that's just what I what I did that was just the decision I made or, or you know how it all came about for me and um It's just, <clears throat> it's no less disappointing, but it's no more shocking when I hear about this stuff. Because it's always going to be disappointing, and it's always going to be disgusting, no matter, no matter where you put these people, or how high you, you hold these people. It, it, it's always going to be disappointing and disgusting. That do, do, do I get you, what you're saying? It, it, is there a, a, a validity in that kind of thought? Mm-hmm. People are no matter what people show themselves to be, they're still human. To be human is to fail, right? And that's why we, you know, <clears throat> I know it's very, very cliche and old. You know, uh, not not even old school, but you know, it's um, it's old timey to say, but that's why we should, you know. Well, no, I don't even want to say that because those people are there's creeps all over in all in all walks of life, in all professions. So you just have to. Um, you have to find the balance of admiring but admiring from afar. Well said. I think I'm burnt out on this subject. Will you? Yeah. And, you know, it's... <clears throat> One, I, do have a, I do have a baseball question, though. Okay, go ahead. What do you do when you go to the ball game? And this guy comes out to pitch. You're at Minute Maid Park. What are you doing? I mean, if I was at Minute Maid Park and he just comes out, I'd just sit on my hands. Right? Because I feel like the the... The reaction he's going to get is, everybody's going to boo. This guy has to expect it. Mm-hmm. The team should expect it. But you know what? You know what would be really telling and really um, poignant, I think? And it, But it, what makes it so hard is that you can't organize 40,000 people to sit perfectly silent. Give this guy no energy to feed off of. Because booing is, it's like, 
booing is a part of the sport. It's uh, it's just as instrumental as cheering. Take that, take all of that away from this guy, and now you've opened some eyes. I feel like now you've got people. Maybe you've got the team second guessing the stupid decision to bring this guy on on board. You know. Well, I hope they they would already be second uh, guessing their stupid decisions. You do that. You know. You, you don't say anything. You know. Just go silent on the guy or. Mass exodus. As soon as he makes his way to the mound, warming up, whatever, but he get up and go. Whatever it takes. Anything Have this guy pitch in an empty ballpark, a silent ballpark, no energy to to feed off of. No, not an. No way to feel any amount of, of inclusion or welcome to the team, or to the to the fan base, to the organization. And I feel like that's it's damn near impossible because everybody would have to agree to do it. And there's some people who are just not going to do it. There's just there's too many types of people to get on board. So, you know, go to the ballpark and see him. You'll hear the boos, and, you know, it'll be just another. Sadly, it'll just be another instance of, of booing someone. But if you really want to make an impact, do something different. Go silent on the guy. Give him no energy. Or, or just walk out. Uh-huh. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm done for the subject. I, I used up all my anger. I am burnt out. I'm done. Until something, he does something stupid, and then I'll be back into it. All right, so say goodbyes, man. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, um, hopefully it made sense today. I know De Quincey definitely did. And uh, it's, you know, um, let's just be better people. Let's just let's just be better people. That's perfect. In the that's it. All right, for Anthony, I'm De Quincey. Later, guys.